Aotearoa in the Commonwealth realms are now in a period of mourning for Her Majesty. Robert Morris, a former UK civil servant and an honorary member of the University College London's Constitution Unit, has written extensively on the monarchy and what happens when the Queen dies. Dr Morris spoke to Midday Report producer Michael Crop about the process of accession, mourning and coronation. He begins with his reaction to the news of Her Majesty's death. It was expected and not expected, as it were. Uh, we had very little warning, and the announcement came and uh, as a bit of a surprise, I think, to many people because we hadn't understood that the Queen was as ill as she obviously was. And it's a great moment of passing. She has been on the throne for so long uh, that there are several generations who've known no other uh, head of state and head of the nation other than Queen Elizabeth. And so we will reflect on the changes that have occurred in our society over a very long period. And they are, as you know, very considerable changes. We are not the sort of society that existed when the Queen first came to the throne. And we shall reflect on that and uh, weigh up the um, importance of the changes in our lives and the importance of the changes in our society. And with the death of Her Majesty, the crown automatically transferred to her heir, King Charles III. How did that happen? That happens immediately. By law, um, once the Queen dies, then the heir uh, is the monarch, the new monarch. There's no delay, no gap. Um, so that uh, there is no uh, hiatus in in executive government in our system. And so the head of state immediately passes on to the other person. And what happens now? We go into a period of mourning. There'll be events, memorials? Yes, yes uh, there will be a period of mourning. Uh, the, the first event uh, tomorrow will be a meeting of a specially augmented Privy Council which uh, will will be summoned by the Lord President of the Council, who's a, a politician, and um, that will make a proclamation, uh, which will be signed by all those present, who are a very large number of people, members of the Privy Council, people like the Archbishop of Canterbury, the Royal Dukes, and so on and so forth. The proclamation does not make the king. It merely proclaims that the king has inherited and this proclamation is uh, declared in, in London and in the other capitals of uh, Edinburgh, Cardiff, and Belfast. Uh, there's then a period of, of mourning, as you say. Um, the Queen will lie in state for probably up to about five days. And then there will be a funeral, which will take place in Westminster Abbey, the first time since uh, 1760. And the king himself, the new king, will attend uh, the meeting of the Privy Council, which will happen tomorrow. Uh, he will swear the Scottish oath, which he is obliged to do under the Act of Union, to support the Presbyterian former church government in, in Scotland. He will also make a personal declaration, which is a rather affecting uh, statement, personal statement, which will be published in the, uh, the Gazette and for everybody to see. The lying in state, of course, will occur in Westminster Hall, a vast uh, late 14th century building adjacent to Parliament, and uh, people will file past the catafalque um, over a period of three or four days. It's not quite clear what length of time that will be. 
It's a big process, isn't it? Yes. Uh, the coronation, of course, will occur on a quite separate occasion. Uh, the, the Prince of Wales is understood to want it to occur fairly quickly. The last time um, when um, the uh, Queen's father died, yeah, it, it, the coronation um, didn't occur for another 16 months. But I think um, Prince Charles, or the, the new king, will wish to have that happen rather sooner, and it will probably be a less lavish occasion than on the, on, in 1953. The Scottish Oath, of course, is necessary, but these other declarations, oaths, ceremonies, what weight do they have, or what importance do they have? The, the new king has to swear a number of oaths. The first one is the Scottish Oath, required by the Act of Union in 1706-7, when the parliaments were joined together in one single great British parliament in, in Westminster. And there are other oaths which have to be sworn at the coronation, and they are oaths typically to dispense justice fairly and to um, uphold the form of church government that we have in England under the Church of England. Given that the Crown has automatically transferred the coronation itself, what role does that play? The, the coronation does not make the king any more than the Privy Council meeting tomorrow makes the king. The king is made under the common law immediately that his mother died. There is no other process. Um, that is the law. Uh, so what does the coronation do? Well, the coronation is thought to symbolize uh, the descent of... Uh, uh, God's grace on on the new uh, king and his queen. Um, and it is an ancient, a very ancient uh, ceremony, as you know, which has been tweaked over the years, but which has essentially kept the same form for over a thousand years. And throughout this process, what input, if any, does the Commonwealth have or Commonwealth leaders have? On the last occasion, the Commonwealth uh, High Commissioners in this appointed in the United Kingdom uh, assisted in the arrangements for the coronation. They were, were members of the committee which would examine how to carry out the coronation, for example, and uh, were strongly represented in the coronation itself. Of course, the situation has changed, um, and there are now 14 realms that is, countries of the Commonwealth who have the Queen as head of state, formal head of state, of which, of course, New Zealand is one of the most senior members. And uh, their role, will, of course, will be reflected in the coronation ceremonies. And I imagine that the high commissioners in this country, representing New Zealand, of course, will pay their respects to uh, the new king as soon as it's possible to do that. Because the uh, Queen has reigned for so long, it will be a great stock-taking occasion in the United Kingdom itself, as we all ponder, you know, uh, the extraordinary and considerable changes in the, that have happened in our society during the course of her reign. And so there will be this sadness, so there will this, be this reflection, but there will also be a welcome for the new king. And that was Robert Morris speaking to our producer, Michael Kropp.